Welcome, NCLEX High Yielders. This is Dr. Zishan, and I'm the host of NCLEX High Yield Podcast, where we will be giving out daily content for your exam, tips and tricks that the boards love to ask, and overall general information on how to study, what to study, and complex topics broken down for you. Whether you're a first-time test taker or even a repeat test taker, we have helped people across the globe pass their NCLEX exams, so do not give up and get motivated. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also visit our Instagram at NCLEX High Yield, at NCLEX High Yield, where you can DM us questions so we can answer them on the podcast. Also, check out our website, www.nclexhighyield.com, and subscribe to receive a link to our weekly free Zoom session. Free Zoom session where I drop all types of content, break down complex topics, and make them easy for you to understand every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. See you guys then. Take care. Hey guys, how's it going? It's Claudia. If you guys don't know me, I am a cardiac ICU nurse in Albany, New York, and I used NCLEX High Yield to pass my test. I failed twice, and I only passed the third time because of NCLEX High Yield, and I will forever be appreciative of them. And so today, I am going to talk to you guys about chest tubes. The boards love to ask about chest tubes because they can be confusing and it's either like you know it or you don't. So a chest tube is a sterile drainage system to remove air or fluid from the space that surrounds your lung. So think about your lung fluid around your lung and just think about this chest tube being the machine to remove it. Chest tubes are inserted in the pleural space. Now this is just the space around your lung and this creates a negative pressure vacuum. And what this does, it helps to reinflate the lung by preventing air from entering into the space around the lung. Now, you're like, what the heck did you just say? Let me say it again. A chest tube helps to reinflate the lung by not allowing air from entering around it. Let's talk about why we need them. So we need them because we have a pleural effusion. And now this is just the buildup of fluid between the layers of the pleura outside the lung. So it's just a buildup of fluid. You might have a pneumothorax. Now, this is where air leaks into the space between the lung and the chest wall. You might have a collection of blood or lymph fluid in the pleural space. The patient might not be able to breathe due to the fluid buildup, or sometimes patients will have these postoperatively after cardiac surgery or after lung surgery. So as a cardiac ICU nurse, every single time we get an admission, the patient has at least one chest tube. I definitely see these often. My first piece of advice is going to be to Google a picture of a chest tube right now. There's two different commonly used chest tube. There's one called O. Ocean and there's one called Oasis. The one called Ocean is definitely the one that is tested the most often, but definitely be familiar with the two of them and just know that they work the same way. They just look a little different. So now that you have your picture up, let's talk about what each of those chambers are. We're going to start all the way on the right-hand side with the collection chamber. Now this collection, there might be like three of them, three clear chambers. This is the collection chamber. It goes from 200 to 2000. Now this chamber is directly connected to the chest tube. And this is what collects everything. Think collection chamber collects the blood, the fluid, the air, the stuff around the lung. This is where it's going right in this collection chamber. Now, let's go to the left to talk about the water seal chamber. So this water seal chamber, this is engineered to allow air to exit the pleural space 
while ensuring it doesn't go back in. So like I said earlier, it's a negative pressure vacuum. So things can only go one way. So this is allowing the air to leave the pleural space. It's ensuring that it doesn't go into the body again. This is where titling is normal. The boards love to ask about titling, love to ask about bubbling. So we're going to get into that. This chamber is filled with sterile water and this water will rise and fall in the chamber and it coincides with the patient's breathing. So having this water rise and fall, that's the titling. Like I said, it goes along with the patient's breathing. Now let's go one more column over to the left. This is the very first column on the left. This is called the suction control chamber. So sterile water is also in this chamber. It's typically at the negative 20 line for adults. And you want to make sure that there's gentle bubbling in this chamber. So bubbling is good here. Now on the bottom, there's the air leak monitor and it says what it sounds like. This deciphers if there's an air leak in the chest tube. And if there's bubbling here, it's bad. That means there's an air leak. Now let's talk about bubbling. So the suction control chamber, let's go back. Which one is it? Test yourself. It's the very first column on the left. That's the suction control chamber. Bubbling is good here. Now bubbling is bad in the air leak monitor. That's the one on the bottom. It's bad in the air leak monitor because that means air leak. And then in the water seal chamber, the water seal chamber, you don't want bubbling there. That's bad. In the water seal chamber, you want titling. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. So a water seal chamber, you want good swing, good titling. This will go away as the patient's pneumo resolves. The water here will rise and fall with respirations. You are not freaking out. This is normal. If you're wondering how a chest tube does look on a patient, definitely Google it because I'm a very visual person. I love pictures. I love charts. So you guys could know all this information about chest tubes. But if you're not understanding how it looks on a patient and what it does with the patient, you might struggle with the questions. So look up how a chest tube looks on a patient and that might help you understand everything. This NCLEX High Yield Podcast is brought to you by Immunacy. I-M-M-U-N-A-C-Y. Immunacy.com. Immunacy is an immune system booster formulated by doctors and pharmacists. This team of MDs, PharmDs, DOs, and PhDs have put together a proprietary formula with the highest quality ingredients to keep you in your best health. All natural, gluten-free, zero sugar, vegan, no GMOs, and fully bioavailable. Stock up now to keep your immune system at its best. Immunacy is now available at immunacy.com. Check them out. And now, back to the podcast. So we're going to go over a little do's and don'ts with chest tubes. So obviously, do. You're going to perform hand hygiene. This is with every NCLEX question. You're going to perform hand hygiene. You're always picking it if it's an option. You're going to do a patient assessment. Obviously, you're going to check their vitals. You're going to do hourly rounding. You're going to do a pain assessment. You want to do an assessment with every patient, but when they have a chest tube, you want to be extra thorough with your assessment. You want to do a chest tube assessment. You want to see if there are signs and symptoms of infection, if there's inflammation. You want to check the dressing, see if it's saturated. You want to observe if like as you're changing the dressing, you want to observe if the sutures, if they're still intact. If anything looks abnormal, you're going to tell the healthcare provider. You want to keep the chest tube below the chest. Just like with a Foley bag, you want to keep the Foley below the bladder. You want to keep a chest tube below the chest. You're going to have the healthcare provider remove it. As a nurse, we do not remove chest tubes. We're going to ensure that all tubing has no kinks or obstructions. We want to make sure that everything is draining the way it should be. This is very important, guys, so make sure you have your pens ready. So if the chest tube is removed from the patient accidentally, you are going to add a three-sided dressing to the site. You don't add a four-sided, a three-sided dressing. That's very important. Now, if there is accidental disconnection of the drainage system, so 
not with the patient, if there's accidental disconnection of the drainage system, you're going to place the end in sterile water and then you're going to swab with alcohol and reconnect it. That's how the boards are going to ask you. Place it in sterile water, swab with alcohol, reconnect. So now, don'ts. You do not want to clamp your chest tube ever. Ever, ever, ever. This is an emergency. Your patient can get attention pneumothorax. This is bad. Do not clamp the chest tube ever for any reason. You do not want to leave the drain above the chest level. That's bad. You want to keep it below. Do not knock it over. In the real world, if you knock it over, you just grab a new one. No big deal. On the boards, don't knock that thing over ever. You do not want to milk the chest tube unless you have written orders for this. What milking the chest tube means is like you put your gloves on, you put hand sanitizer on, and you literally like milk the tubes. And what this does is it helps to drain. But do not do this. Let's talk about drainage of a chest tube. So you're going to check for great abrupt difference in drainage color. Um, you, I mean, chest tube drainage, it's usually a, one or two colors, but you, it's usually red. It's usually dark red in color. Um, sometimes there's serous drainage of the chest tube. If you have a question about a chest tube, you're looking for a sudden, abrupt difference in drainage color. You're going to report the drainage to a healthcare provider if it is greater than 100 milliliters an hour. You're reporting it. There is one exception, and one exception is with a thoracotomy. And for the first 24 hours, 50 to 500 mLs is normal. So if the drainage suddenly stops, you're going to check for a clot or an obstruction in the system. That's why you're always checking for kinks in the tubing. Chest tubes can be connected to suction. So while you're transporting a patient with a chest tube, like I said, you're not clamping the tube. There is one exception and if the atrium is being changed. So the atrium is the thing on the floor. The chest tube is the tube that goes from the patient to the box. Suction can be disconnected for transport. While you're transporting a patient, you're going to ensure that the atrium is below chest level and you want to make sure that it's secure on the patient bed. You want to make sure it's not in the bed and you want to make sure that it's secured on an immovable part on the bed. Chest tube insertion. So like I said, they're usually inserted post-operatively or if you have like a PE or a pneumo, but sometimes they are performed emergently by a healthcare provider. If that is the case, you want to monitor your patients every 15 minutes for the first hour. This is just like a blood transfusion every 15 minutes. And then you want to ensure that a chest x-ray is completed to make sure that it's in the proper place. And now my final thing that I'm going to say about chest tubes is some more nursing interventions. So you want to encourage deep breathing. Think about it. These chest tubes are in the pleural space of the lungs to try and remove fluid. You want to encourage deep breathing. You want to encourage coughing exercises. You want to encourage position changes and you want to encourage ambulation. Now, why are we doing all this? It's if the patient is able to do all of this this helps promote the lungs and expand them for more fluid to drain like we want these chest tubes to come out it's plastic in a patient they're very uncomfortable they're very painful we want these things to come out to advocate for our patient if you guys have any questions definitely dm the instagram i am here for you guys and happy studying hey guys dr zishan here thank you so much for joining us on this podcast hope you guys enjoyed it if you guys could kindly subscribe leave us some stars whatever you think it's worth and leave us a review. We always want to get better for you guys and want to keep putting out this free content for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. Have a good one. See you on the next podcast.